Well, good morning. It's 7.06 and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the all-new This Morning. Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre, Morley too. You can get a hold of us anytime at 780-496-0063. The text line's been hopping this morning. <laughs> so you've been sharing your stories. We sure love hearing from you. Uh, we love talking to our next guest, our once-a-month check-in with Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee. Chief McPhee, welcome. Good morning, guys. Hi. Did you watch the game last night? I watched parts of it, but to be honest, uh, after the oil went out, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Obviously, Vegas was the better team from what I saw. Yeah, 9-3 in the, yeah. in the clinching game. Wow, that's a stunner. Yeah, no kidding, hey? It, uh, it shows how close we are, but uh, lots of work yet to do, right? Do we, do we take solace uh, in the fact that the, the one that beat us goes on to win the Cup? Does that help at all, do you think? Well, I don't know. I guess psychologically it tells you it's closer. I mean, that's two years in a row, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's those things when you getting over that hump in sports is always the big thing, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I think we're getting closer and closer, and... Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of fans, uh, all three of us probably being three of them <laughs> as well, that uh, certainly want to see it. And I, I can pretty much assure you that all the players are, are working to achieve that. Absolutely. Yeah. Chief, uh, let's get into it here this morning. I know on, on Monday after that accident on the on that weekend, that horrific accident on the weekend, you uh, held a news conference saying, hey, we need to do something. We need to do something, you know, possibly drastic to... Um, clamp down on these speeders i mean when you heard about this i mean going gosh we don't even know do we do we know how fast this tesla was going any idea uh too fast uh, you know i i think we have a pretty good indication but obviously the investigation is still ongoing i think uh, just by looking at the damage any uh, reasonable human being could realize that's way too fast um but uh you know, it's a, it's a, it was multiple times over the speed limit. So, uh, you know, I think we have some some work to do in relation to that. We've been saying this now, though, and I think we've talked about it before, um, and certainly we've talked about it. Government, you know, we're one of the I think it's only two provinces that don't have the ability to seize vehicles over 50 kilometers over the speed limit. And when you actually see some of the numbers and some of the things, like uh, you know, out of the 13 fatal collisions uh, uh, were due to to, to speed. And uh, uh, since 2022, which is 46% of them, uh, you know, and we haven't encountered uh, 2023, which is three out of eight. But the reality is those are the ones that, you know, something happened. But, you know, the amount of people running from the police, the chases, the different things that have really happened. I mean, you got to think it's the, the person driving, but, you know, also got people on our roadways we have younger drivers you know that have just got their driver's license we've got older drivers that obviously are very cautious and for the right reasons and you know when we're dealing with that type of speed uh, i think the best way to deal with that and the most effective based on some of the evidence from other parts of the of the country and certainly from my last job is the is to take people's vehicles from them because that's way above and beyond like i mean when you think about that that's not reasonable that's not just the average person Person that's in a hurry to get somewhere, that's somebody that's uh, really making it dangerous. Yeah, the comments came out after that one particular uh, crash, but as you've mentioned, this is something that has been brought up many times before, so it's, that may it may have been a, a launching point to, to renew the call, but it's certainly not the only one and the only reason. I, I'm curious, though, about when you talk about seizing the vehicles, how long? Is that a permanent seizure? Is that a, is that a, a no, time no, seizure? No, no, it's not a permanent. It's a time seizure. You know, it could be anywhere from a couple of weeks to a month. I mean, that's all set out in legislation, but uh, it 
shows people it's inconvenience because most people can't lose their cars, and if it's sometimes it might be their kids driving their cars or, or various things. But I mean, it, it just puts a different level of accountability, and it's basically the onus is on the individuals uh, to ensure that whoever's operating their vehicle is being responsible and. You know, again, I just want to uh, to highlight, you know, just in 2022 alone, we had 439 mandatory court speeding tickets for going over 50 kilometers over the speed limit. And those are the ones we caught. Hmm. So so this isn't a one or two. These are these are 50 kilometers. So, so picture that in a 50-kilometer zone, somebody's going 100K. Picture that in a school zone. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going 80K. Uh you just got to look at this from the from the from the perspective. It, it's not that it's trying to be harsh on drivers because everybody knows from a certain time people get in hurries. But when you're, you know, often going double the speed limit, uh, yeah, it's it's a danger to others. Chief, uh, when we talked about this yesterday on the show, someone had brought up um, a question and their concerns about. For instance, in um, a chase, in a police chase, and if they know that uh, their vehicle could be seized because they are going over 50K, that it could, in fact, or their concern was that it could make it even more dangerous, thinking, I got to get away, I'm going to go even faster. I don't want to lose my car. I don't want to lose my car. Is that something that plays into things here? Well, people generally don't run from the police. I mean, a lot of the times that's the criminal element, and doesn't matter what the, the rules are, they're going to run anyway. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we've got different ways of dealing with that, obviously, in relation to that when it becomes a danger to the public. We've got other aspects in dealing with chases. I mean, that's why Air One plays a big role in relation to this in other mechanisms that we have as well, you know, without getting into the tactics. But, you know, I think that's just somebody looking for an excuse. Uh, it hasn't been the case in all the other provinces that have it, so I'm not sure we're we're, some, we're, we're speculating again versus what's actually okay. happened in other jurisdictions. And, and where is this being done in other jurisdictions, and how successful is it? Uh, I believe BC, Ontario, uh, it, well, it's successful. I mean, I think it's all but a couple provinces, actually, when okay. I think about it. But, uh, um, you know, it, it's just another element, another tool in the toolbox. And, I mean, if there's exigent circumstances, let's say somebody's, uh, you know, taking the, somebody that's delivering a baby, just using the extreme circumstances, there's still officer discretion. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, it, it, it's it's a mandatory thing. It's it's. But, but the reality it gives a little more tools in relation to dealing with it. And I think when you focus on the vehicle, sometimes other than just the driver, it makes a lot uh, more easier. Because if you focus just on the driver, the same thing goes in. If you don't have a driver's license, you haven't had a driver's license, uh, as you mentioned, um, really there's no accountability, right, when you're driving a vehicle. Do you think this is the best option? Uh, there have been some studies we've been talking as well this week about this on a number of levels, including uh, in some countries having the, 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 the fines for speeding dependent on income. So mm-hmm. if, you know, there was there was one in Finland where a guy got a $175,000 ticket because his income was so much higher. So it was actually was maybe a bit more of, of a penalty. Do you think that kind of a, a change might also help? Or do you think that the seizing the vehicles is enough of a step for now? I think if we start with the vehicles, you know, uh, when you actually look at 
income, who's going to make that assessment? Think about how busy the courts are right now and what really we're going to, going to do in relation to that. It gets pretty complicated because uh, you get into a whole bunch of different other things. I'm not saying it might not work, but I, I think there's a lot easier step than when we focus on the vehicle to start with. And, uh, you know, rather than making it too complicated, let's keep it simple and let's focus on things that certainly within our own jurisdictions that have some success in jurisdictions of Canada. And uh, let's just look at creating some change. I mean, the reality is I think we forget sometimes that this is a choice that people make. There's nobody that needs to choose to go 50 kilometers an hour over the speed limit. This is not a reasonable uh, speed. It's a dangerous speed. And, you know, it's a choice that individuals make. And uh, I'm not sure why we want to give them the choice to continue. All right, Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee joining us this morning. Uh, Chief, hold the line for just a moment. We need to take a quick pause. Back with more, more questions for the for the police chief right after this. It's seven seventeen on the all new this morning with Jaylen and Daryl. We're having our monthly chat with Edmonton Police Chief uh, Dale McPhee. We we're talking about the, the possibility of seizing vehicles. Uh, we did hear from Mike Ellis, the uh, Public Safety Minister, uh, sounding fairly receptive to the idea. Have you had any further conversations with him about how this might get put in place? No, I mean, we had initially, obviously, with the government uh, pre-election, but uh, we haven't uh, followed up uh, post-election, but certainly it's on the list, and I'm sure that they're still getting their feet underneath him, but it is definitely something that Daryl will be following up with him for sure. All right, it's 717, uh, Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee joining us this morning. Chief, uh, interesting to, to see that the first ever the Safety of Our Cities conference is uh, coming to Edmonton. Uh, being put on by the Edmonton Police Service and the Police Foundation. Uh, tell us about this and, and uh, why the need, why the thought behind it. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing boils down to, obviously, there's been a lot of challenges uh, for policing uh, in the past few years. Um, obviously, some positive, some negative. What we haven't really showcased is using, uh, bringing people, leadership from across the country, including other sectors, to talk about what's working, talking about where some of the challenges have been. So we learn from each other and we don't make the same mistakes as perhaps some others have made, but, or if there's something that's working, how can you actually tweak it to work in the local environment? So we've got a fairly significant group of keynote speakers uh, on relevant topics. And, you know, we certainly have topics that are probably, as you can imagine, are very, very relevant to to what's going on today. And there's a whole list of them, but, you know, just to, to kind of think, guns and gangs, innovation, human trafficking, mental health and addictions, transit safety, dealing with homelessness, uh, you know, effective partnerships, and, and, and the list goes on, you know, and, and then we brought in some really high-end keynote speakers. This is not just for, uh, obviously, policing, but it's got a lot of emphasis on health, a lot of emphasis on partnerships, a lot of emphasis on how business and the private sector can obviously work with us and, and others in communities to, to make our community safer. So uh, share and showcase some of the really good things, talk about some of the challenges, learn from others' mistakes, and hopefully 
hopefully make this an annual conference that moves around. I think we've already got a commitment for next year from Peel Police Service to take it over and then, you know, certainly working with some of our North American chiefs to, to make sure that we're uh, moving this around maybe south of the border and back north. I mean, let's face it, we should be learning a lot of lessons that have happened uh, from our neighbours down south that have obviously trended into Canada and how do we prevent those. So just time well spent, what I call working on the business. Well, there's no doubt. Every time we seem to, to cover or, or focus in on uh, violence or crime in the city, we talk about the fact that we're not the only city facing mm-hmm. a lot of the same mm-hmm. kind of problems. So uh, to, to try and fix those problems in, in isolation just wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, you've had good response to this. It's not until September. So is there, is that correct? Is there still some time to work and expand on this or get more, oh, yeah. more no organizations? Yeah, no, for sure, Dale. We're working on, you know, bringing a lot of different police services and different partnerships in, you know, and everything's going to be on a panel, right? So let's just talk about, take one panel, you know, whether it's homelessness or or maybe it's guns and gangs. You know, what can we learn from Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, or mental health and addictions? What can we, you know, and in parts of Canada, Vancouver, what can we learn from on transit safety? Who's done it well? Like, I mean, obviously New York is called one of the largest transit systems in the world. There's others out there. Um, and guns and gangs, what's been effective in dealing with this high level of violence in communities. And there's lots of good things, and certainly from us at Edmonton and myself, being involved in major city chiefs, you know, being involved in the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police, and of course, fairly well connected in with the international community. I think there's a lot we can take away. And the funny part is, is everybody talks about what's happening somewhere else, uh, you know, so why don't we bring somewhere else here and and, you know, showcase some of the good things that we're all doing. And, you know, I'm fairly confident having uh, been in a lot of jurisdictions across uh, the world and, and looking at this, that we do a lot of good things, but there's also a lot of good things that we can take from others and make things better. And to me, that's really what this conference is about is uh, rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, why don't we take the pieces and, and you know, and, and, and tweak them to make things hit the ground faster. Well, Chief, I, you know, I, I love the idea of this conference. I I think it's a I think it's a great one and I'm wondering um how often or how much, you know, big city police chiefs across this country and across North America are able to to share those ideas? How often they, I, I mean, are you, do you pick up the phone call and call, I don't know, uh, the police chief in New Jersey and say, hey, what's going on there? Like, how does that work? Or is it just when you go to conferences, that's when some of these conversations happen? Yeah, I mean, we do do it at some of our conferences, and I'm pretty lucky, uh, you know, because my network is fairly significant, and just because I've been in it a while and gotten to know a lot of different people, so I do use a lot of those uh, connections, but I think we've really never really focused on what are those hot-button relevant yeah. topics that are impacting us, as Daryl articulated, and let's bring it together and let's do it annually. Yeah. And obviously, as we're all aware, is uh, in big cities, challenges aren't always the same, right? Uh, there's always different ones uh, percolating, and uh, it, it's just great to, rather than... To, uh, um, you know, speculate and try to build something on your own. Uh, we're not going to be the only ones going through it. There's a there's a very strong <laughs> chance that I don't think I've ever seen it where one city is the only one that's dealing with one problem. There's uh, generally some other cities that are in that category. We are almost out of time, so this is probably a dangerous question to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But just just in general, as we're into the summer, we're through those winter months, uh, through a lot of the, the, the sort of the hard time. How are we doing? Uh, what's sort of the crime level right now? I don't know if you can do that in 30 seconds or less, but, but it feels like things have calmed down a little. Some things have done. I think we're starting to try to figure out things like transit. What is the right staffing model? How do we increase our people into transit with, you know, the, 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 the new uh, uh, commitment from the government? You know, we still have a serious issue with the guns in relation to the violence in our community, which, you know, we're deploying in different ways in relation to that. And, you know, I think uh, the social issues, as you see on our streets, particularly in the downtown, still need a ton of work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's that combination. I believe law enforcement, public health with our partners uh, to make sure that we're not treating everybody the same, but we're separating the violence and the crime and we're getting those that are vulnerable the help they need. And uh, I think there's still a lot of work to do in relation to the approach on that. But, you know, the good thing is, is I think we have more people willing to to look at things differently. Not everybody, but I think we certainly have a, a, a bigger group that's growing exponentially that say enough is enough and we got to look at things differently and that's encouraging. All right, Chief, we'll leave it there this morning. Thanks for this. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Really yep. appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, take it easy now. Have Chief Dale day. McPhee joining us uh, from the Edmonton Police Service.